Good morning and welcome to All Things Jessamine. Glad to have you on this Saturday morning as we continue to learn about people, places, and things of our county. Today we're going to be talking about a couple who are both well known in our community. Uh, They came from the southeastern part of Jessamine County, uh, got married, went on to do a lot of things in the county, especially him in the political realm if you will but anyway today we're going to be talking to one of the daughters donna is with us and we'll talk about john and ruth nickel good morning donna glad you came hi doug we are going to reminisce a little bit about mom and dad and a lot of people in our county uh, knew both of them and really there's probably a lot of people in our county who maybe doesn't even remember when they weren't together because they knew each other for so long. Let's start with your dad, John. Uh Now, tell us when John was born and who his parents were and siblings and all that kind of thing. Well, he was born in 1937 in Montgomery County. Mm -hmm. That's where his uh, parents lived at the time and came to Jessamine County when he was around eight years old, I think. But his parents were Reed and Hazel Nickel, Mm -hmm. and he had an older brother, Carl, and then he had a younger sister, a lot of people probably don't know that, that died when she was a year old. That would have been up there, Montgomery County? Yes, it would have been. That was way before they moved here uh, to Jessamine County. Do you know why Reed came here to start with? Is there any particular reason, or are they just like, well, it's time to go? I mean... I would imagine probably bought the farm yeah. uh, down off John, what later become John Watts Road. I'm, you know, I'm not really Just, sure, but that's the only place they ever lived in Jessamine County. So I imagine it was buying the farm right. and to but farm, which is what he did. As the availability little. of the farm right. was there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I was reading and I was telling you that I had this little thing that came out of the, uh, it was a 1998 edition of the Jessamine County. It had a lot of family history. And, and Ellings and Cox actually wrote this, I guess, for your mom and dad. But it talks in here about the ancestors coming from Ireland. Mm-hmm. Yes, and then, on the nickel side of the on, family. On the nickel. And then uh-huh. I guess the uh, the canner side, or maybe the sharp side, that was, they uh, came from England. Is that right? Maybe Somewhere so. In you there. Know, I'm not really sure. Yeah. Uh, one of Daddy's cousins uh, did a lot of genealogy on the nickel part, mm-hmm. so I'm a little bit more familiar with that than I am okay. Mom's side. So, Well, she wrote in here just kind of what you had said. The family with those sons, Carl and John, moved to that farm. They bought in 1946 from George Walker. So your dad moves to Jessamine County. He is he is here then. And I guess probably had the typical farm boy life. First off, where did he go to school? You know when he was little? When he was young and first came to Jessamine County, he went to Christman Mill. One room school uh-huh. Christman Mill. And then uh, I guess when they moved to high school, went to the Nicholasville High. Yes. Yeah. Now, at what point in time... Because it had to be somewhere in there that he met your mother. I would imagine it was high school. Okay. Because they lived, I guess both of them lived in that part of the county, but they were still kind of far away. Right, because mother was down at the Little Hickman area. Yeah. And he was over on the on the, uh, the well. You said it before. Now it's called John. Right in Christman Mill area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So they they were in that same section of the county, but pretty good distance. Right. Especially back then, <laughs> when you couldn't just jump in the car and drive a couple of miles. What after that? Let's just talk a little about his life prior. I guess to marriage. Did he go to school? Did he farm? No. He uh, actually he quit school. Oh yeah. And didn't graduate because his parents wouldn't let him play football. 
Really? Yes. He wanted to play football. He wanted to play football, and they wouldn't let him. And he said, then I'll just quit school. And he did. And he did. And he did. And uh, <laughs> I guess probably farming. And then, yeah. um, I'm not sure, probably after they married, that he worked as a meat cutter at Kroger. Didn't know that here? <laughs> yes. So he would have probably worked. Let me let me get my mind rolling here. Probably for Ned Leach. Now, I don't know all yeah, those kinds of Yeah, I would specifics. say, because I know the Kroger store back in the 30s used to be across the street where the circuit clerk's office is. And then they moved over here to Farmer's Square, mm-hmm. what's Farmer's Square now. Ned Leach was the manager that came across, and that's Dub Hunter and all that bunch worked So, there. like I said, I'm yeah. not really sure the time. But then from mostly what I remember is him working at R.J. Reynolds Tobacco Company. Now, he did work. I guess he retired from there, didn't well, he? Well, no. Or did he? No, because when he they left, left. He left because they wouldn't play football. <laughs> <laughs> no. he When they moved to North Carolina, he had five years until full retirement. Yeah. And he said, I'm not moving. And uh, didn't want to leave home. He didn't want to leave home. And uh, all of us were married at the time. And he said, you know, if you all were still home and I had you as respons- yeah, responsible of us, be a different story. But, you know, I don't. I never heard him say he regretted not doing it. Well, never this is heard home. Him yeah. And he probably, having his roots here so deep. And and not long. He would have been miserable. Well, and his, um, his brother. With, especially got, with you here. His brother became ill not long and yeah. during that time and yeah. died. Yeah. And then not too long after that, his mother. So he would he, he just yeah. never was sorry he didn't die. Yeah, I understand that. But he always had something to do. He always worked at something. Right. All right, let's switch gears just for a moment because eventually we're going to pair these two up. Okay. Talking about your mom, her parents, her family, and, and well, things like that. Well, she's the youngest of seven. Um, there were eight, but seven who lived to be uh, mm-hmm. adults. Mm-hmm. And they, like I said, they lived down in the Little Hickman area. And she had this, there were two boys and five girls. Now, and I'm reading here. Uh, Dorothy Lee. That she was the one that passed away when she was young. Okay. Mildred Louise. Mm-hmm. And Virginia. Uh-huh. She married Vernon okay. Montgomery. Okay. And she was actually the last one to pass away at last year at the age of 95. Really? Mm-hmm. 95 years yeah. old. And then her brothers was Alonzo Green, which anybody in this county would know as A.G. Right. Who was married to a Montgomery. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, let's see, uh, in fact, you had... Um, Best I can remember, wasn't that a brother-sister thing yes, there? Yes, it was. I okay. was just going to tell you that. Uh-huh. And then you had, now I didn't know Edmund. No, yes, I did know Edmund. I sure did know him. Very tall. Uh-huh. In fact, he and, and A.G. looked somewhat alike, but one was short and one was tall. Yes, and yeah. he lived in, most of his adult life lived in Fayette County. He right. Worked, he was a uh, mailman. Yeah, so that was that was the family, and of course they were a farm family. Mm-hmm. Now, do you know where she went to school? I know, well, little, little um, Hickman, I'm sure. Right. And Home Sweet Home, okay. which was another one of the really old ones. Right. Your dad did right. a picture yeah. of that school as yeah. well. But yeah. uh, Home Sweet Home was, I think, her earliest. And then Little Hickman. And then ended up at Nicholasville High. And then High. High School. And that's, I guess, where her and John. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, came along uh-huh. and met. One of the stories that is written in this article that I don't even know if you know. It's amazing, this program. How many things that I learned about people that I've known all my life. In fact, I did a show on my dad, and I learned stuff that I didn't even know. The time he went according from, from Cream Ridge. Have you ever heard this story? This is what Alexine wrote. Once as he was headed home from Corton at Cream Ridge, <laughs> he, his 49 Ford, and Big Earn Miller's mule 
hit each other. No, I don't think I heard that. Leaving a lasting impression of the mule's hind legs on the Ford's front bumper. <laughs> now, where this came from, you might ask Alex. Sure, well, I'm sure they told yeah. Alex thing. But uh, anyway, that supposedly happened on his way home. When did they marry? They married February uh, the 20th of 1955. Mm-hmm. And were married, oh my gosh, I mean, they, they were married 53 50, years when she passed away. I remember mm-hmm. the 50th mm-hmm. yeah, anniversary. Yeah. yeah. 53 years. Uh-huh. So they get married, and at that point in time, was John farming for a living, or had he gone? To I work? think he was probably still farming at that point. Okay. I'm not sure when he started getting other, you know, other jobs, other jobs yeah. besides yeah. farming. He always farmed somewhat, but he, from the time I remember, had yeah. an outside job as well. Well, at some point in time, and we're, we'll get this uh, get this done here before we focus more on his life and her life. Uh, as as far as working and things, they decide to have a family. Right. So let's talk about you three girls. Uh-huh. You just go oldest to youngest. Who you married to? What you're doing? That kind of thing. Okay. Well, I'm the oldest, mm-hmm. and which my two younger sisters never fail to tell everyone. <laughs> but uh, I'm the oldest, and I'm married to Bobby Miller. Right. And we have two sons and two granddaughters. And I was a cosmetologist for 21 years Mm -hmm. and retired three years ago to take care of our youngest granddaughter, who is three now. And the next uh, daughter is June. Uh She was born two years after me. And she is married to uh, Jerry Ritchie and works as a receptionist for Richter Hayden Real Estate in Lexington. And she has two children, a, a daughter and a son. And four grandchildren mm-hmm. and then my youngest sister's Edie or Edith but um, we've always called her Edie right and she's married to uh, Ken Miller no relation to my husband mm-hmm. Miller and they have one daughter and Edie is a, a senior uh, accountant for St. Joseph Hospital Edith was more my age uh-huh. in fact I think she was two years ahead of me well now she graduated in uh, 78 yes two years but so, I had a class with her and I remember Edith was was one of those uh, very intelligent yes. Yes, she people did. in yes. class. Yes. Very personable, uh-huh. very fun to be around, but she, you could, you knew that Edith <laughs> knew what was going on, uh-huh. much more than I did, of course. <laughs> well, good. So the three girls mm-hmm. and grandkids uh, abundant there. Well, there for, are five yeah, total grandchildren, for the, and then six total great-grandchildren wow. now. All right, so they have their kids, and at some point in time, he does work at at farming he does work at rj reynolds did your mom ever work outside the home she never did no, she, she, she had the a, hardest job she was always stay-at-home mom yeah. yeah now at some point because i know there is a a lot of people know this about about john and ruth at some point in time how did the sorghum come along you know i'm not really sure i was trying to think about that before i came here uh, today he started making it sometime in the late 70s. Uh-huh. I know he was making it when my oldest son was born in 79, so it was before 79. And I don't know if it was, you know, my uncle A.G. made right. uh, sorghum, and I don't know if he kind of just got the bug from him, or, yeah. you know, I don't really know where it came from. Is but, there anybody else in the county that that made it or does make it now? I have no clue. I don't know. Of course, like I said, he and A.G., and they would help each You're other. Right. But when Daddy first started making it, he made several boxes so he made it several weekends he didn't just make the one box as he did in his later years as he got older and sold it oh yeah yeah i remember i remember when he made it and sold it yeah you know that's an interesting um 
thing to watch. Oh, yeah. The making of sorghum. And mm-hmm. there are people listening here that probably don't even know what sorghum is, <laughs> let alone how it's made. Every year there is a, and I don't remember the name of it, but there is a time of year down at Dollywood where they have these crafts. It's things. in October. We were just yeah. there this, this past and uh, they, fall. And, and several times that we have been, there's been a, a, an outfit making it. Yes. And, 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 and really, folks, if you've ever seen that, you're not seeing really the whole operation like your dad and AG did. Yeah, because it's a full, from beginning I mean, to end, it is a big. full day oh, yeah. operation. And there's a lot of stuff more than just that one horse and that thing in the middle. I mean, there's right. a lot of stuff. Well, even before you get but, to that point. Exactly. Yeah. But it but it gives you some kind of an idea of right. how the, the cane is crushed and this liquid comes out and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> it's very interesting. My children, of course, have seen that and like, well, what in the world is that? And sorghum is a taste you either like or you don't i don't know that i've ever met anybody that's kind of like hey, it's all right i mean you either really like or right. you just don't like it right it's different it's not like maple syrup folks at no. all it's completely <laughs> different but uh i like it i happen to be one of those people my wife doesn't care for it but but i do well but, and it has a different taste i think from the way that the old-fashioned way that daddy uh made it yeah. with with the box and the fire under it then the way people do uh, mass production which yeah. is a vapor uh cooking it mm-hmm. which if you're going to sell it and be a profitable thing yeah, you, you have do to that. do it that way you otherwise it's that. too yeah well that was a big part of his life a lot of people remember yes. them yes. from the sorghum his dad though uh, and this gets us into his other part of his life his dad reed was back in um Oh, gosh, I don't know what year it would have been, but back, I guess, maybe in the 60s or 70s, was he was a magistrate on the fiscal court. In the 60s. In the 60s, okay. Uh-huh. And, yeah. and to explain this to people that may be listening outside of our county, we have, like you would have in, an, in a town, you have like the mayor and the city commissioner, the mayor and the council. In your county, in Kentucky, in your county, you have what's called a county judge executive and you have magistrates and they run the affairs of the county, much like your city council does in the city. And they in Jessamine County, and I guess probably every county in our state, in, I don't know about other states, but your county is divided up in sections according to population, and each section has a person that they elect to represent them uh, on this fiscal court. So Reed Nickel was a magistrate yes. back in the 60s mm-hmm. from down in the 5th District, which is the southeast part mm-hmm. of the county, for where they lived and raised. And he was a magistrate. Now, your dad was also a magistrate, but before that, he, he served in the, as a deputy sheriff, I think. For a short time. For a short time, uh-huh. yeah. And. Would that have been to see? That would have been in the late Steve, '80s, and I think Steve Walker. It was with Steve Walker. Yeah, uh-huh. that was before all they had to do all the training and oh, yeah. all that that they yeah. do now. I mean, it was just like you know, want to be a deputy? Yeah, yeah, yeah right. And, <laughs> and we're not demeaning. No, 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 absolutely not. That's just the way it was. Right. That's just that's the way it was. Mm-hmm. So he he did that, but then he decided, I guess, at some point, I'm going to run. I'm going to run for magistrate. Mm-hmm. Did he win his first time out? Do you remember? I, d- I don't remember. Yes. Okay. And he stayed on the court for quite a few 21 years. years. 21 years. It, it's an odd time because uh, as opposed to a uh, four years. Because right. at some point in there, the state did something to get the mm-hmm. elections. All in even years. Yes. That's what it was. So they added a year they to added the term. A year. That's why he had the 21 years as opposed to. That would have actually <clears throat> been. I can tell you when it was. <laughs> 
It was the people who took office in 1994 because I took commissioner that year. Oh, okay. And instead of two years, I got three. Mm, it was okay. the same time. They mm-hmm. added an extra year. So that makes it 21. That's why there's yes. that odd year. So he right. served five terms yes. as a master of the fiscal court. Mm-hmm. And and I knew, I've known John for a long time, and I especially knew him in that role. I guess the first time that I actually knew him in that role was when I worked for Mildred Williams. She at some point said, well, won't you just clerk the meetings for me? And so that's how I really got to know him. And that would have been with Sherman Dean and him and Jimmy Wells and uh, John Gillespie, maybe. There were some, yes. several others, Chester Floyd. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, yeah. That would have been then. Mm-hmm. And, of course, he continue to be mastered under Neil Cassidy. Yes. And I guess the, most of the, most most of the his time term was with, with, with Neil with as, Neil as judge executive. Uh-huh. Hard job, folks. It's. I don't think people really realize sometimes either. how much is really involved yeah. because it's a whole lot more than going to a couple of meetings oh, a month. Yes. I mean, you know, you, you've got your constituents that are forever calling you mm-hmm. with uh, things that they'd like to see you do or, right. you know, they, they'd like their snow removed or they'd like a guardrail put up on this curb right. and a lot of different things, you know, blacktop in, in their area or whatever. They just, you know, for... But you know, Nana, the interesting thing about it is, even though these six people on our court, we have six, right? you are responsible f- for your oh. constituent, but you are a magister for the county. Yes, you are. So it wasn't just fifth district people calling no. him. Mm-hmm. He had people from everywhere. You know, you had uh, things going on in Wilmore, oh. North County that right. were calling him too. Right, yeah. A lot of work. Mm-hmm. But you know, he enjoyed it. Yeah. He, he loved people. And, yeah. and one of the things he really loved, after he'd been on the fiscal court for a little while after Neil became county judge executive. Neil needed help. He was having so many people coming to want to get married. And he asked Daddy if he would help him out with that. Yeah. And I don't know how many people, how many couples that he married really? during the time. He he started keeping a log of, of it mm-hmm. at some point into mm-hmm. it and mm-hmm. wished he had done it from the very beginning. But he married a wow. lot of people. Well, you know, and and when you said the word married, he was not a minister, but under no. Kentucky mm-hmm. law, a county judge, a circuit judge, a district judge, a magistrate are allowed to to marry people. Right. But I do know along that same lines that he and your mother were very faithful to the church. Oh yes, they and went to Mount Beulah Church for a long most, time. Most most of the well, probably most of their, if not all of their married lives. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And in later years, become more involved as we as we got older and, and so forth, too. But, yes, they were very uh, active at Mount Beulah Church. You know, switching gears here for just a moment, John did a lot of stuff. I mean, you know, from, <laughs> from being a magistrate to working a tobacco company, being a farmer, being involved he with— He was kind of a jack-of-all-trades yeah, kind of guy. Yeah, he kind of—but, yeah. you know, behind him, you had a rock uh-huh. uh, back at home— taking care of the homestead and raising three girls and and with like we said earlier the hardest job your mom mm-hmm. very supportive right when did we lose ruth uh, she passed away in march of, of uh, 2008 and and your dad died in uh, august of uh, 2014 yeah so six years there in he between. was mm-hmm. in between mm-hmm. i want to tell this story on your uncle Ag, one of and I've, <laughs> well, he I've left, always said this. He always left to aggravate and, and her particularly. Well, you, I think one of the nicest men that has ever walked in this county. Yeah, but I tell you, he was about the exact same stature of my a grandfather, Roar Cecil Roar. They were the same height. 
They pretty much wore their hair the same way. Granddaddy was a brick mason, so he wore a lot of those khaki shirts and pants, which, A.G., I've seen a number of times. And they just, if you look at pictures of them, they look alike. Well, Granddaddy had died. He died in 19, gosh, 79. One day, I was in the courthouse when I was working for Mildred, and I turned the corner, and A.G. was standing down the hall, just happened to come out of an office toward me, and he had on that khaki shirt, that khaki pants, the hat that he... I thought I'd seen a ghost. I did. <laughs> I literally shook until I realized it was A.G. Cantor, and it wasn't my granddaddy. When he came up to me and I told him what was going on, he got a big kick out of oh, that. Oh, sure. That he was... But he was just really good family. I, I knew him. I, I knew your uncle, uh, Edmund. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know the others. But, I mean, if that family, if all that family was anything like A.G. and your mom, man, that was a great family to well, be and around. Be- and between uh, all, all the seven kids, there were 23 first cousins. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Just we're we're a pretty tight bunch. Yeah, good people. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. And I don't know if you've ever heard any of our, our programs or not, but this is a question that we kind of kind of throw out there. We'll start with your mom. How would you, in a word or two, describe Ruth Nickel? Now, I know this is a hard question. Yeah, and, you didn't and tell me. I know I didn't, and I don't tell people that because <laughs> I want you. I want you to just see what you come up with off the cuff. Oh goodness! Well, she could be funny. Yeah, caring, I guess. There you go. Uh, dedicated. Oh yeah, she had to be uh, dedicated to uh, to us and to, yeah, to Daddy and, and you know whatever they were doing. Right. Uh, now you've got a leg up, and knowing your next question, I have is your dad. <laughs> Well, how would you describe? How would you think he would want to be remembered to the oh. people in this community through all that he did? If, if if he could come back today and just said, "John, what word do you want us to describe you?" Faithful. There you go. And and he was yeah. to his to, especially to his county, right? But to his people down there, to whatever, yeah. whatever he's yeah. doing, uh, and, yeah. and to the Lord. You know, he, yeah. he really he, yeah. he would want you to know that. Well, and he, outgoing and friendly. I mean, yeah. He, he never, ever saw a stranger. You know, John, John had a hard time in his last several oh, years. Oh, yeah. John suffered through some some cancer. We'll just we'll say what well, it is. Well, yeah. He had, and and he, he had a hard time, but, but he, but he lymph, fought. But he had lymphoma from, oh, gosh, Doug, uh, like 98 or something like that, which he handled marvelous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just right, wonderfully. Right. I mean, I had so many people that would say, you know what? Your dad just has such a positive outlook, sure. which is another way, you know. That's the way you do it. That's And that's the way he was yeah. about everything, right. with a positive attitude. Right. But the later years, results of some of that cancer yeah. and the chemo and what caused Finally other issues. Finally caught up with it. And it caused a lot of other issues for him, yeah. 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 He was tough. Oh, yeah. And and that's that's stock. That's, you <laughs> yeah. know, your mom's the same way. Yeah. They, yeah. The way... That's why they were raised. It's why they were you know, raised. That's why they were raised. And it's, you know, farm people were that way. Yeah, they just you know. they're tough. Oh, and, yeah. and you resolve is, is mm-hmm. very strong. And yeah. they get through things that uh a lot of people nowadays, to be quite honest, couldn't get through. No. Mm-mm. They wouldn't no. know how to start to well, get through. True. Yeah. But but they did. But I tell you, I always uh, <laughs> I always appreciated 
especially uh, being around your dad. I was around him more than I was your mom. Right. Well, he was because out of the with, the, with the court yeah. and, and different but things. But very nice you know. people and, and, as you said, dedicated and faithful and, and, and well-known and well-liked in this community. Uh, did a lot of good things for our community uh, and should not be forgotten. And that's why we do this show. One other little story that I was reading here that you may or may not remember that I'll bring up. Uh, did you all happen to have a smoke alarm? Oh, gosh. Go off yes. in the house. Oh, yes. I remember it well. And I was a very young child. Yeah. Is that in that That article? is in here. You want to tell us? Oh, goodness gracious. It was, um, and we hadn't had these smoke alarms for very long. And they were, the, of course, probably some of the first ones that ever right. came out. And I remember the salesperson that came and sold them to us. Yeah. And um, so mom and dad had purchased them. And it was a very, very snowy day, snow on the ground. And uh, we had a coal wood stove yeah and it overheated and so this alarm went off mm-hmm. and uh, the three of us were upstairs playing and of course we came running downstairs and she got us outside into the car and she was trying to get the attention of daddy and my and his dad my grandfather mm-hmm. who was cutting wood up on the hill we could see them mm-hmm. but of course they couldn't uh hear her hollering and yelling at them because they had chainsaws right, going. Right. And she went and got them, to, you know, to come uh, because, you know, we thought the house was on fire. And, and luckily, the stove had just overheated and right. made that alarm go off. Well, the detail that Elixine put in the story was that Ruth ran and oh, yes. put the car. The smoke alarm sounded. Ruth uh-huh. put the girls in the car and ran barefoot in her pajamas through the snow. <laughs> well, now, I don't remember the barefoot part, but I wouldn't doubt that, yes, it, because she was probably doing washing well, sure. or something before. And she took off, you know, to up that up that field to try to get their attention to come and help. Yeah, yeah. You know, in, in our days of we have now with all the stress and all that, those kind of memories just kind of. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Are, are I thought about that you, in a very long time, but I remember it well. Yeah, yeah. Well, I appreciate. Believe it or not, our time is gone, but I believe, appreciate you coming in and and telling us a little bit more about John and Ruth and. Uh, like I say, very well known in this community. A lot of people remember them. Heck, a lot of people remember your granddad. Yes, and mm-hmm. uh, your uncle Carl, and, right. and all that that bunch. But and, and and all the canners too. I mean, very well known people in our community who com- who contributed a lot to this community in a lot of different ways. So thanks for sharing with us. Thank you, Doug. Well, I appreciate Donna coming in this morning and sharing about her parents, John and Ruth Canner Nickel. We appreciate you coming in every Saturday morning also. Hope you'll come back again next week when we'll have another program about Jessamine County. Don't forget, I'm on every morning also from 6 until 8 a.m. every weekday morning, that is, right here for you on Jess FM 105.9.